What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Lad here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Colin Seymour with SHF Performance. How's it going, Colin? Good. I appreciate having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to be here. Yeah, of course. Uh, actually, this week isn't too bad for me. Uh, spring break, so <laughs> spring break week. Yeah, I feel that too. My schedule is pretty thin, uh, especially at the beginning of the week. It's picked up a little bit now, but yeah, I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm jealous more than anything. Like the weather's not too bad today, but it was pretty, uh, pretty gloomy. And I see all these pictures yeah. of people in Florida and everyone's down in Florida. It seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, let's get started. Uh, let's have you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and then what you're doing now. All right. Um, I'll just start from the top. Um, I was born and raised in Dubuque, Iowa. So Eastern Iowa. Um, I grew up kind of just in the sports world. So played a lot of sports, played baseball, football, ran track. Um, I skied a lot in the, uh, in the winter, um, watched a ton of sports. I'm a pretty big Cubs fan. Um, okay. I'm a big Packer fan, all that jazz. Um, yeah. And then in high school, I played football. Um, that was my main sport. I ran track also. And then I wanted to play at the next level. Um, I got the opportunity to play down in Des Moines here, um, play for Drake. So came down, played football for a couple of years, um, finished my career there. Uh, kind of got cut short a little bit because of COVID, but oh, I was able yeah. to graduate with a kinesiology degree. Um, and now I work with my brother at Seymour Health and Fitness. Um, I kind of branched off a little bit, but I work with him there. Um, and I do personal training. Um, I do one-on-one training, kind of group training. Um, and I, I specialize more in like the athletic performance side. Uh, sure. So that's more my forte, but I've over the last year or so, I've been a little more well-rounded and uh, added a wide variety of clients for sure. Gotcha. But now with your background in football, is that do you have like a football niche that you work with or is it kind of all athletes or? Um, I would prefer, not, not prefer. I, I like training all athletes, but, uh, obviously with my knowledge of football, um, yeah. I know how they work, how the seasons go, uh, right. what they need, what they don't need. So yeah, I'm more comfortable with football athletes for sure. But I, I trained a couple of soccer players, a okay. uh, handful of youth athletes also. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the like general concepts and background, like it all kind of flows between the sports but it's it definitely is helpful to have firsthand experience in the sport i'm the same way i played college football and like if i get a football player that comes in i can you know i know the ins and outs of that i understand it but you bring the soccer player here and it's like well like based off what i've watched before like <laughs> this is what you need or 
and it, it, it's a challenge, but I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Go put your own research in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does. Like you said, it does challenge you to grow and expand your knowledge base. And like you yeah. said, get out there, research some things, look it up uh, and just grow both mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's good. So you now you mentioned uh, COVID a little bit and it kind of cut your career short. Um, and then you kind of you just like jump into uh, the personal training performance stuff, like in the middle of that or. Um, so I graduated actually in December of 2020. So not okay. too long ago. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to actually play my fifth year of football, uh, last gotcha. fall. And, um, our season got canceled in early August, I think. So, um, to backtrack a little bit. So last February, I got my first certification. So I got my USAL level one. So weightlifting okay. coach uh, certification. Yeah. Started doing just a little bit on the side. I had like a youth class that I was teaching um, and then started to build a little bit of clientele. And then COVID hit, um, kind of shut everything down for me. But I, yeah. I was in school, so like not the end of the world. Um, and then, so I was still training for football last summer but then i was working on the side a little bit and then once our season got canceled i still had to do one class for school but uh i started building my clientele and pretty much working uh handful of hours every day um just starting to build everything sure. um, yeah. it sucked that my season got canceled but business wise yeah. it sort of allowed me to start working earlier than i planned yeah so Sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I can understand that. Um, what, uh, could you explain just like your philosophy behind training and like how you go about things when you're working uh, with your yeah, athletes? Sure. Um, so like I said, I train anywhere from, I train a handful of youth athletes, um, high school athletes. I've trained college people. And then there's actually a soccer player that I went to Drake with that, she plays for the Chicago Red Stars now. So she's a pro. Uh, yeah. um, I worked with her a little bit. Um, and then I do. So Andrew and I, um, we rent space from the Sandlot. It's sure. a performance training center in West Des Moines. Yep. And so the owner, Trent, um, he, he has a lot of on his plate. So I kind of took over one of his night classes. So okay. a little more. CrossFit style class. So yeah. I do that training as well. And then I do my one-on-one -on -one training with um, a lot of adults. So I can't prescribe the same training for everyone. Right. So to answer your question, my philosophy would be um, I try to find what's best for the people I'm working with. Sure. So my eight and 10 year old youth kids that I'm working with, I have them do a lot of fun things. Um, just tr try to get them moving. Uh, blow off some energy have them make an obstacle course enjoy their time um high school people um i have them do more sports specific things um but also enjoy their time um make it worthwhile for them um the college people that i have worked with not so much right now um a lot of people are in season um obviously up the intensity a little bit they know what they're doing and then um it's it's just different depending sure. on uh, every, every, whoever I'm training. So yeah. just try yeah. to make most, um, most quality 
program for each individual. Gotcha. And now you said, like, you mentioned that you've, you've always been into sports and you grew up watching and playing different sports. Is that really what uh, sparked your interest in becoming a trainer and working on the performance aspect of things? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I would say so. Uh, like, obviously it was fun to play in games, run in track meets, um, see results and everything, but I kind of fell in love with the training aspect of everything, especially yeah. in the last five years at Drake. Um, sometimes it's not always fun, but it's cool to put in the work and then see what you can build up to. So yeah. I think that's why I wanted to be uh, either a trainer or a coach. Um, so yeah, kind of fit, fit the mold pretty, pretty well for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what would you say were some of your biggest influencers? Um, so with that, are you asking more like people or just my <laughs> I life? was actually thinking the same thing when I asked that? <laughs> yeah. I would say you know, people wise or, uh, maybe, maybe some outside factors too. Like, is there anything that influenced like you growing up or even you like at Drake playing football? Like what led you down this path? I know yeah, like, so I was just saying, I know like the, the athletic side, like you've always, always been interested in that, but like, is there, has there been people in your life that have um, kind of sparked some interest or like mentored you along the way that have helped push you towards that yeah. too? Or So our strength coach at Drake, um, Ryan Martin, he did an awesome job and he, he kind of knew that I was going towards this field. So he would always not, not, not mentor me, but he would ask me questions and like, um, give me little tips and tricks every now and then. And yeah, uh, he did awesome. Obviously having Andrew, my brother, um, he knows what he's doing. He started sure, a whole sure. business and he's doing awesome. So he's been great. Um, there's a guy back home in Dubuque. Um, he does, uh, his name's Michael Zwiefel. He does a lot of, um, performance with, uh, any type of athlete. So youth through pros, um, sure, he has a sure. couple NFL guys that he works with. So, I've been fortunate enough to talk to him a couple of times. Yeah. He's yeah. given me a lot of uh, great information. Um, and then on the other side of that, like I didn't want to go into a career where I'm sitting behind a desk. I wanted to do something that I enjoyed and it didn't feel like I was going to work every day. Yeah. So yeah. this fits me perfect. I go to work. I have fun. Um, it doesn't feel like a job. I enjoy being there where I know some people, they go in, they sit behind a desk and hate eight, eight hours of their day where <laughs> I go in and I have fun for eight hours. Yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's, that's, key. that's key. I mean, uh, well, well, in my time in the Navy, like a large part of that was more admin based. And I like, it, it became that like, people are always surprised. Like, Oh, you're a physical therapist. You're up and you're doing different exercises, moving around. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. there's a big chunk of my day where I'm sitting behind the desk doing paperwork and <laughs> yeah. that just wasn't for me. So, uh, I, I totally understand that and can relate with you there. So, um, Colin, what would you say is your definition of health and then what makes a healthy person? Um, so I would say that a healthy person is a lot of things. So obviously someone that exercises, someone that has a pretty good diet, they know what they're eating, what they should be eating and they're eating the right things. Um, but two things that I think are overlooked a lot um, could be sleep. Um, I know for me, 
if I don't have a great night's sleep, I'm kind of dragging the rest of the day. Yeah. But a great night's sleep will do wonders, especially um, if you're training hard, you need that sleep. Um, that's where you get all your rest and recovery. Um, and then another thing is mental health, which people don't really think about a whole lot. Um, yeah. I think that plays a big role into a healthy person. And I yeah. think a lot yeah, of people, absolutely. And it, it's being a lot more um, prominent now. People are looking at mental health, um, but I think that's really hard to achieve, like really good mental health. So I think more people need to look at that and treat that seriously like they yeah. would yeah, as a workout or something. Sure. Yeah. Touching on that a little bit more, do you have any, like, I, I would agree because like sleep and mental health are huge. Um, sleep in particular do you have any like tips for people on how they can improve their sleep or get better, more restful sleep? Cause as you mentioned, like the recovery aspect is just as important as the training aspect, right? Like if we don't recover, then we're never going to, um, we're never going to make those gains, uh, both strength wise or, you know, and so that those muscle, your, your muscles and your tissues need that time off um, to recover, to build, to grow, to become stronger, more resilient. So is there any way that you would recommend that people can get better sleep? Um, I, I think a lot of it is just getting a schedule. So I, I'm usually at work at like six 30 every day. I mean, yeah. I have to be up at five 30 or so. Um, so I can't be going to bed at 1130 every night. I try yeah. to be in bed by like eight 39 ish. Um, sometimes I'll watch a little Netflix and then turn that off and hopefully I'm asleep by nine 30. That'll right. give me uh, not eight hours right there. Um, obviously life's not perfect. So that varies, but yeah, a good eight hours is what I would recommend. I'm sure other people, the ideal number would vary, but that, that's what works for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. Like you said, everyone's a little bit different and the, the eight hours is kind of a general guideline for most people. Um, some are going to need a little bit less. Some are going to need a little bit more. But I think the big thing, like you mentioned, is just sticking to a routine and a schedule, um, just sh like shutting things down, getting away from screens as much as you can. Uh, there's so much like there's so many screens in our lives nowadays. That's that's that can be hard to do. But uh, other things like I recommend to people are like light sources in your room, like getting blackout curtains if you can, uh, covering up those windows um, even like turning your phone over so you don't see those lights, yeah. uh, things like that. Sound machines. I have a sound machine. Um, we're like addicted to our sound machines. Now we can't travel without them. We have to take them with us. Um, those are huge. What else? Um, I think those are the big things. Um, what about I, mental? What's that? Oh, I was just going to say that I, I try to put my phone over on my nightstand. Um, yeah. that just doesn't bug me. Yeah. Yeah. Turn on that uh, that night mode so people don't yep. text and, and interrupt. <laughs> so, what about mental health? Is there any anything in particular that you recommend uh, that people can do to improve their mental health? Um, not. I don't have any like anything that'll I don't know help you out super great. But I think just getting outside and yeah, I know it's been hard with COVID and everything, but getting outside, enjoying the fresh air, um, going for a walk. I think that for me, at least that's a good way to just clear my head. Um, again, sometimes I'll go for a walk or like go for a bike ride and that's all I need. Like, yeah, 
you're not on your phone. You're not sitting on the couch. Um, right. And it clears your head. You can leave your worries behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30 minutes of doing that. And I, I think that, that would do tremendous things for. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's kind of like, like you said, um, shutting things down. Like you're not overstimulated by looking at a phone all the time or a computer, um, letting your brain relax a little bit, but at the same time, you're getting that sunshine, getting some vitamin D, um, getting fresh air. Uh, there's actually studies too that, um, they looked at like, I can't remember. I think it was like serotonin levels or something where just people looking at trees, uh, and how that can affect your mental health, um, through different, um, different endorphins and whatnot. I can't remember specifically on that, but, uh, kind of interesting. So just, yeah, yeah, like you said, getting outside and going for a walk or, or hopping on a bike or something, I think is super important as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, during the winter, it's, it's tough to do that for sure, but as right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People out walking, running, biking, just enjoying their enjoying the weather yeah and it's so easy here in des moines too with all the bike trails that just they go absolutely everywhere so yeah. and some of those like it doesn't even feel like you're in the city it's just there's yeah. so many trees and so yeah it's it's great i really enjoy it so for you colin what would you say are qualities that make a successful client um i would say just people that show up and care about their health um, obviously no one's perfect, but, um, and life happens, but showing up being on time or relatively on time, I get there's traffic jams and stuff. Um, but you, if you show up, you put in the time and then don't just go home and I don't know, eat McDonald's every day. I think that'd be a perfect client. Um, what I try to do is I will text my clients on like off days and be like, Hey, Oh, you're feeling all right. Anything sore? Um, I could show you my phone right now. Um, I probably texted three or four of my clients today. Um, they're all in Florida or ones in Hawaii. And I was, yeah. I could just text them and be like, or I, I did text them and I was like, hope everything's going well. Um, can't wait to see you next week. And yeah. I don't know. I think just being personable with the clients and then they'll be personable with you. Um, right. Just, I, and I think I've created pretty good relationships with everyone that I work with. So. Yeah. Well, that's what I was just going to say too. Like you have to build that relationship and have that two way street with communication. Yeah. Uh, if they don't trust you, they're never going to like buy into the program that you prescribe. Um, they're never going to get the results that they want. Right. Yeah. So uh, touching on that too, like what's your, like, what's a, like if, some, if I came in to work with you today, like what's that look like? Do you, are you right now a program specifically for me? Like, do I have access to that on my phone or like how, how does this work? Um, yeah. So if, if you came in, um, obviously we would, I would put you through just kind of a generic workout at first, see if you had any imbalances and everything, um, and then work from there. But then, yeah. So every program I make is specialized to each individual. So, um, it hits what they what they need. Um, if they have imbalances, we'll try to fix those um, a little bit. Um, if you need extra stretching or mobility, we would do that. Um, and I, I usually just have it all on my phone. If they asked for it, I could send it to them. Um, but for the most part, I, I keep all the workouts just on my phone. Sure. Uh, makes it easy. 
do you use like uh, like true coach or trainerize or anything like that or do you just have like an Excel oh, I, don't. I, I probably should i just have everything on my notes app it'll <laughs> okay. be like well, a program and then i have each day yeah so, no i think that's fine a lot of people use like excel or two like you know it's just easy old yeah. school like everyone has it so no yeah. sense in reinventing the wheel or paying for something when you've yeah. got it right there right it works yeah but yeah no. awesome um how would you say like how do you go about helping your patients or your clients sorry uh reach their goals is there anything specific that you do or so again kind of touching off the last question just i try to specialize it to them so for example i have one client who has lower back issues so we're doing a lot of uh core strengthening trying to strengthen uh her low back and also stretch it out. So there's some stretches that help, but I think that um, stretching can only get you so far at times. Um, yeah. And that's where I try to help strengthen that area, which will in turn uh, hopefully relieve some of that pain. Um, and, and it's been working. So, and everything isn't, I don't know, a perfect fix. So that's it's tough to find what works with some people won't work with other people so you can right. have to yeah there's no like one size fits all right it's like, yeah, exactly. that cookie cutter approach doesn't work um, yeah. you gotta get individualized with people and yeah. find out what works for them because uh, it's not going to work for the next person or may not work for the next person yeah. so yeah awesome um let's go on to some more uh, spitfire questions here so what would you say you're best at um Training wise or just in general? Both yeah. <laughs> or either. Um, I'll go training wise first. Yeah. I, I would say that again, I, I'm, I'm pretty good at finding what people need and sometimes what they want and what they need might not be the same thing. So sure. I'll give them a little bit of both. Um, some people don't want to go and do some cardio for 25 minutes, but they might need that. So yeah. I think I'm, I'm pretty good at finding a balance of what they want and what yeah. they need. Um, yeah. Keep them happy, but also help them achieve those goals. For sure. Um, and then uh, I don't, I don't know what I'm best at other than <laughs> outside of that. Uh, but Okay. What do you struggle with? Um, for me right now, I would say marketing and kind of getting my name out there. Okay. Again, with COVID, didn't really help me out, but yeah. I'm still pretty new to the game. Um, so it, I'm sure that comes with time. And I, I think I've gotten better with it lately. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but then another thing might be like rehab with injuries. Um, nothing serious. You would probably uh, deal more with more serious injuries and be better suited for like rehab. But for me, um, again, one size doesn't fit all. You kind of have to find what works with one person. Right. Uh, so I, I struggle with that at times. Um, again, new to it, but I think I'm getting better. Yeah. I'm awesome. Good. Yeah. I think this is a big thing. As long as you like, as long as you're continually growing and you're challenging yourself, you're learning um, and just evolving, you're not staying stagnant the whole time. I think that's, that's good. As long as we can progress and grow as people, um, yeah, for sure. Well, be good there. So, uh, 
what would you say is the number one thing that people should do to maintain their health and fitness? Um, number one thing, I, I want to say sleep. Um, yeah, I'll go sleep. I think that, again, we touched on it earlier, but yeah. I think eight hours of sleep a night can do wonders for you. Um, and again, with the recovery aspect, um, sleep is huge. Yeah. Um, especially if you're a serious athlete or a serious um, person training. Um, if you're not getting good sleep, you're not getting full results. So I think that yeah. for fit, fitness wise, that can be one of the top three things at least. Sure. Number one, but yeah. Yeah, and I think well, not only fitness, but just life in general. Like I think as a society, uh, we're just used to going all the time and. Yeah. We need to be able to shut it down and rest and recover and get that sleep. I think that's huge too. Yeah, so, exactly. Yep. I think that's good. Um, so some, some more fun questions here. Uh, what, if you had a walkout song, what would your walkout song be? Um, so if I'm like trying to PR on the lift or like go super hard in the weight room, um, it might sound a little cheesy, but I would listen to, or I do listen to Cinderella Man by Eminem. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why. It just gets me going. <laughs> I'd probably go with that one. All right. I, I can see that. that. I, I work out to country music a lot. Oh, okay. I enjoy it. Might not fit you, but. Yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, I don't mind country music, but it doesn't give me. Doesn't get me fired up to live. Yeah, I mean it works. I don't know. Hey, if it works for you, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's exactly. a that's a little bit different from uh, Cinderella Man, though. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but that's, I mean, that's if it works, works, don't mess with it. Keep doing yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> all right. What's your favorite cartoon? Um, probably Tom and Jerry. Kind of grew up watching that. Um, yeah. I remember doing that on I don't know Saturday mornings. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd go with that. All right. I can get down with that one. Uh, what's the last TV show that you watched? Um, I was watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was watching that on Hulu not too long ago. Okay. So yeah. that one, each, it's pretty dumb humor if you haven't watched it. <laughs> I've, I've seen a couple of it. I haven't watched a ton of it, but... Throwing on the back in the background. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, what's the last book that you read? Um, so I'm actually studying for my CSCS right now. I'm taking okay. that um, a little under two weeks. So I read that book. If that counts. Yeah, I hear. I you know I've actually not taken that. I keep putting it off. Uh, I was an exercise science major and our like capstone course was preparing us to take that. And then I went to PT school. So I was like, well, I don't want to pay for that. And if I'm not going to use it, um, and same, like we had a strength and conditioning elective in PT school. And that was at the end of that was to prepare you to take the test. And I still didn't take it. It was like, I'm joining the Navy. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> and here we are today. I just haven't taken it. But from what I hear, everyone says, know the book and you'll be good. So yeah. Yeah. it sounds like you're so on track for it. Yeah, I've gone through it. I uh, think I'm ready, but I guess we'll yeah. find out. I should, hopefully I get through it. Uh, I'm sure you'll do great. Um, are there any books that you are looking forward to reading once you're done with that test? Um, I was looking at 
Do you know what the Squat University book is by chance that they came out with? Um, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know the name of it. Something Milo, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I wanted to buy that and read through that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name of it, but yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, if you weren't a coach trainer, uh, what would you be? Um, I would probably say, I mean, this is still kind of on the same lines, but probably like a football coach. Okay. I thought about that for a while um, yeah. or a teacher. So my mom's a teacher. My sister's a teacher. Um, so kind of okay. family of teachers. Yeah. So I feel I like, like that mold. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I mean, it kind of falls in the line, like you said, with what you're doing now too. Um, yeah. It's definitely that like aspect of training where you have to be able to relate to them, uh, communicate with people and then teach yeah. them what to do. Still going to see the results and everything. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, awesome. Colin, this has been great. If people want to learn more about you and SHF performance, how can they do so? Um, so I'm on Instagram at SHF underscore performance. Um, and then if you want to reach out, um, we just have our, the company email is Seymour Health and Fitness, um, all spelled out at gmail.com. Perfect. Um, and before yeah. we head out, is there anything else that you would like to tell people or would like them to know? Um, not really. Uh, if people want to come check it out at the Sandlot with me, um, if you want to try to further your athletic performance, uh, feel free to reach out. I'd love to work with any and everyone. So, yeah. Awesome. Sounds great, Colin. Well, thank you again for taking time out of your day to be here. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, thank you. It's been awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life, head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.